Hebrews 12.1 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I think my cloud of witnesses are all the devices that are listening and watching us right now. Like, you know, like the Google it's, it's the literal, it's the literal cloud. <laughs> it's the literal cloud. Right. right. Well done. Oh a literal God. cloud is listening. <laughs> Listening in the cloud of witnesses: Google, Facebook, Amazon, like Alexa. That's depressing. Welcome to episode 273 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, Ogan Holder and I, Brian Burkoff, are joined by Derek Weston to discuss and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And whether you are a longtime listener or new to the show, you can get more content for whatever reason you might want to hear more of us. I don't know why, but if you do, if you do, we got you covered. You can hear pre and post show banter by becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash PT live. And while supplies last, we'll give you a pint glass for you to put your beverage in. Um, so head over to patreon.com slash PT live. And as always, thank you to our current patrons. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Christmas trees. We're going to talk about the cloud of witnesses. Yes, that sounds really ominous. And to counteract that, we're going to talk about hope as well. So cloud of witnesses and hope. Let the hilarity ensue. Uh, let's talk about what we're drinking first. Derek, as our special guest filling in for Shannon, what, what's your beverage of choice tonight? All right. Um, I have a Trash Panda American IPA. It is a local um, beer from Hysteria Brewing Company uh, here in Maryland. And it doesn't have a... Um, I was looking for like the witty um description of the beer but it is it is not it's just an american indian pale ale hopped with citra mosaic and simcoe which are you know if you know anything about hops those are good um and it's but it does have this amazing picture of a of a raccoon in a trash can that is surrounded by fire which is pretty metal that's amazing Um, so yeah isn't isn't that what Shannon drank last week? She had a trash pan or something last week. I don't know. Don't tell me that. I was asking Brian. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you don't watch the show. So well, I think so. I think she did because Ogan learned that a trash panda is in fact a raccoon last week. Ah, okay. Yes. Well, yes. I didn't trash, know that before. Trash panda is making its second appearance. Is, well, is Hysteria go. a newer brewery, Derek? I I think so. I'm not. 100% sure actually even where it is um, so I am you know flying a little blind today but it's 7, 7.2 on the alcohol so that's uh, that's, uh, that's, that's nice there that's, you go. that's reasonable that'll work that'll work 
Um, and you said you got two. You got. I do uh, have two. Features. You have just, two. So just in case, uh, or or just just because we don't need or, it in case. If you... Just because. Uh, actually, or just uh, because. Ah, ah, it's in Columbia, ah. Maryland. Columbia, okay. Maryland, okay. which is yeah, not yeah. far from here, but it's kind of like the kind of like Columbia is kind of like the midpoint between Baltimore and DC. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So fairly localish. localish. Uh, yeah. What do you got, Brian? So I am drinking a uh, tiny spruce tip IPA from North Peak Brewing. Uh, it's from my old, uh, one of my old haunts up north in Michigan and Traverse City. So if you don't like IPAs because they taste like pine needles, pine cones, fir trees, you will not like this one at all. But I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it is again that tiny is, spruce that is fair. tip uh, IPA, resinous, citrusy, botanical, and seven and a half percent. So I feel that. like if my wife was here, she would have made a just just the tip comment. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> throw that in here. <laughs> there you go. Well there played. Go. Represent, well played. my friend. Represent. Okay. What do you got? Um, I'm going. I'm going hardcore. I'm going all the way with rum. Um, oh boy. Barbados, wow. Barbados, okay. the uh, oldest, uh, reputedly the birthplace of rum, one of the oldest distilleries in the world, Mount Gay Rum, here since uh, 1703. Um, and I'm, I am drinking my rum. This is a homemade uh, rum punch. Uh, so we got some, uh, some orange juice, some pineapple juice. Um, there's a local fruit called a, a Bajan cherry, a Barbados cherry, supposedly very high in, in vitamin C. So I'm getting some getting some health benefits in here. Um, a dash of grenadine and probably more than I need of this 43 percent alcohol by volume. Yeah. Mount Gay rum. And, and as I drink from this, I will be, you know, tipping, you know, well. <laughs> fill, filling back up with the rum to keep it level. No doubt. Mm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. You so guys can show. I'll be hitting. I'll be hitting pure rum. <laughs> I love it. So if you're wondering why I'm in the dark, um, I am in my office shed as usual. And when we built this thing, they installed four lights. Two of them, which are above Christie's desk and my desk, well, the one above me has started to flicker, and we don't know how to get at the light bulb. Like it's like this fortress enclosure thing that we can't. There's nothing to turn or screw. We can't turn the whole unit either way. So anyway, instead of being in flashing lights, I'm it, kind of in the dark. It so. makes it look like you're really contemplative, though. I mean, there you it go. looks looks like a, like a deep, reflective space. I like that. Or or a prepper. <laughs> or a prepper. Or, or a prepper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> On to today's topics. All right. So we are on the other side of Thanksgiving. Uh, many folks, if they haven't gotten their tree, are starting to get serious about thinking about getting a tree for those who celebrate and those who decorate in such a fashion. Wondering of you two, A, is there a tree in the works or present? And B, is it real or fake? And do you care? Do you have a preference? So our tree is up. Um, it it was um, put up right after Thanksgiving. 
uh, as is our custom in the Weston household. Oh yes, I saw um, the I saw the uh, the book decoration. Yes, yes, my wife made a, a nice uh, book ornament, which was really cool. Awesome. Um, it is a fake tree, and it is a fake tree because Shannon is allergic to pine. I would much prefer, yeah, yeah. So no spruce not tips? like that beer. No, 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 no. Not even, not even just the tip. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I would, I would very much prefer to have a real tree, but I would also prefer for Shannon to stay alive through the holiday season. So um, we we do the fake tree, and we like we pump in as much pine smell as possible there are like three or four strategically placed pine smelling air fresheners as you walk into our house you are bombarded with the smell of pine to kind of compensate for the fact that we have a fake tree i love it well with those competing interests i think you made the right decision (laughs) but do what i can that's awesome um over so we are Barbadians in general love love them some Christmas. And we don't celebrate Thanksgiving here. And our Independence Day is November the 30th. And in general practice and principle, we do not have anything Christmassy before November 30th. It's all uh national colors, blue and yellow. However, since November 30th, Christmas is kind of thrown up over the house where I'm at. Not only um, there's, there's two houses um, side by side here that my my family occupies. Not only are trees up on the inside, but outside, all the lights are up. And when I say all the lights, wow, we're talking like the icicle <laughs> lights around the edge. We're talking ah. lights around the window frames and the balcony edges. We're talking about uh, illuminated reindeer light ornaments on top of the roof. Plus, not one, not two, not three, but four inflatable illuminated Santa Clauses. Why? On, on, Why? On the front. Why? Why? Again, we, Why four Santas? <laughs> they love they love Christmas. There's one. I'll take a picture and post it. There's <laughs> there's a Santa drinking eggnog with a reindeer. There's there's Santa just waving. There's Santa in the sleigh with inflatable elves, and then another random santa carrying a bag or something folks here love them some christmas so i'm not mad but to answer well it is a little bit overkill um to answer the question about the tree though i i used to much prefer a real tree um and i think recently if i had to put up a tree i would probably do a fake one simply because I don't think we need to be cutting down any more trees. I don't know how much oxygen pine trees actually contribute because they don't look like they got broad leaves or anything. So who knows, but you know, I feel we cut down enough trees just to cut one down to, you know, die in our house over the course of four weeks, I feel is, you know, yeah. I I I wondered about, so, so, so fake one. I've wondered about that too, Ogan, and I, I, I don't know if this just needs self-justifying, not having a fake tree, but my sense is that a lot of the places that grow these things are replanting these things at a mad rate because it's their yeah. oh, yes. livelihood, and so absolutely, you know, there's there's that also. Um, 
so I will say, so, you know, we just put up our tree this past week and we are fortunate to live on a property that has extra pine trees that we can just go out back, literally walk out the backyard and pick one and cut it. And what we've been doing is nice. some of them are getting too tall. So we cut them kind of at the top and take the top part of the tree. And then in subsequent years, new ones start sometimes two or three you mean just the growing tip. off that same base. And so our tree this year is the top of one that we've cut like twice before. <laughs> and it's like the perfect size. I think, I think, I think Derek is, is, is pushing for episode title with just a tip. <laughs> I get the feeling we're going to hear it a few more times. We've already, we've already heard it like what two in the main recording, maybe once in the pre-show. I'm I think sorry, he's trying I'm, to make a I'm, strong case. No, nope, we're just, not mad at you. I am just, I channel, I'm just channeling my wife. That's all. <laughs> And I, and I walked you. right into that one yet again. Yes, you, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Wow! <laughs> you ran. Wow. You skied blindly into that one, like like you're 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 on a slope and you ran into a pine tree, <laughs> like. So again, yeah. but I didn't run into I, it too hard though. Just the... But I think that's I think that's super cool. Um, I I wish we could have I wish we could have a real tree. I miss having a real tree. The one thing I will say I don't miss is cleaning up the bajillion little needles. Yes. Yeah. That is the one thing I don't miss. Um, but I do miss having a real tree in the house. Um, and I think it's cool that you and, guys get to like actually cut down your own. That's pretty fun. And I and fun. I don't miss when when I forget to water it. Mm. And mm-hmm. you know, we're like, oh shit, we just hastened the the already dying of this tree and <laughs> right are falling we've been there it's too a, it's like you thing. water it once and then you it's like somehow you just never remember again yeah it gets real grim real fast yes yes and then the thing dries up and they're like oh shit and then you put more water in and then the water level never goes down because by this time the you know the the the, the base is sealed over and you go like oh it's a matter of days now well, and if you have a if you have pets, then that second watering, the water just basically becomes like a cat dish. One hundred percent. Now, now exactly. are the cats? Uh, or you have one or two cats, Derek? We have a cat and a dog. A cat and a dog. Now, how do the pets react with the tree? They are like completely unfazed. Um, like. They don't attack it. Um, my dog, like there actually is a picture of my dog burying her head in the cushions while we're decorating, like with this kind of look on her face, like, oh shit, they're doing this again. Right. Um, <laughs> like the like our <laughs> I, I, I think that some of my um some of my scrooginess has uh rubbed off on the pets. Because uh, they they could not care less that there is a new item as like a flashy, like sparkly item. They do not care. Yeah, uh, we have three cats now, and they mostly are excited to drink from the base of the tree. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So wondering if we took this just sort of personally, 
you know, in terms of thinking about who has impacted you in your life, whether um, current or in the past, living or dead, who would you imagine is in a cloud of witnesses cheering you on, encouraging you, celebrating you? And is that what this verse is talking about? <laughs> I was I was gonna ask is, is 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 this about the dead dead folk looking on? I thought this cloud of witnesses were the people currently around us. I mean, I will say this is a text that I heard a ton when I was in evangelical circles, and this is a verse mm-hmm. we literally never talk about in progressive Christian circles, in my experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, true. Or, or, or the idea, and is the the essence of this verse is people are watching, so don't sin. Right. That I mean, I think that's how I. It's like don't screw up, don't do anything naughty. It's kind of like a crowd of a, a a cloud of Santas, you know, like your front lawn in, there in Barbados. <laughs> there you go. They're gonna know. That's your gonna, cloud of witnesses. They're they're your cloud of witnesses. They know if you're naughty or nice. <laughs> well, all I all I gotta tell them is like, you, you've been warned. You may not you may not like what you see. Ogan's like, so where's, where's the rum? <laughs> exactly. The, the rum will be the the rum will be the least of their issues. Um, <laughs> <sighs> but I do I do like the the idea of it being more support, uh like yeah. supportive people. Mm-hmm. Um and yes. but um and I would say supportive people who are you know not waiting for us to mess up, but more encouraging us and supporting us in making the best choices for ourselves. Right. So so that's how I'm gonna read this. Although I think my cloud of witnesses are all the devices that are listening and watching us right now, like you know, like Google. It's, it's the literal. It's the literal cloud. <laughs> it's the literal cloud. Right. right. Well done. Oh my a literal God. cloud is, list, is listening in. The cloud of witnesses: Google, Facebook, you know, Amazon, like that you know, oh, Alexa. That's, Alexa. That's yeah, depressing. Oh, this verse is really about um, the mark of the beast. It really, it really is. It really <laughs> is. Um, so, Brian, I will agree with you that I think I've I've heard this passage way less in my progressive days than I did in my evangelical days. But when I have heard it in my progressive days, in my current progressive-ish days, um, the the cloud of witness, it's like who the cloud of witnesses is has changed um uh, like like which dead people are watching me Ooh, you know like yeah, like yeah. now it's like um you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg is part of the cloud of witnesses now um so, <laughs> as opposed to you know uh Billy Graham um right but you know one of the things that in my in my current work um I have, you know, I, I, I gave this a little bit of thought as, as I got the questions. Um, you know, I I had that, like, sense of the cloud of witnesses being, you know, like my grandfather, my grandmother, like people, you know, who want the best for me, cheering me on, that sort 
sort of thing. Like not not so much in the like waiting for you to do bad stuff. Um, but I think about it now in like a time isn't linear kind of way. And I'm challenged to think of the cloud of witnesses as like my grandchildren and like my great grandchildren and like that they're looking at me going, Hey, the decisions you're making now are going to affect us. Um, and not just the decisions you make as a private citizen of the world, but as a but as a person who is aware of the climate crisis, as a person who is aware of the fact that like capitalism as we currently have it is not sustainable, as a person who is aware that like the ways that we live in the Western world are are largely detrimental to our mental and emotional health. Um, and they're going, hey, are you making the decisions that make the world that we're going to come into a, a better place to live, a, a kinder place to live, a gentler place to live? Um, that has been a shift that has happened in my since I started working at Creation Justice Ministries and started thinking of like, um, you know, in my work, I talk a lot about like loving our neighbor is not just loving our current neighbor, but it's also loving our non-human neighbor and it's loving our future neighbor. And I think that the idea of the future neighbor has become a bigger concept in my brain. Um, so I think that feels like that has become a part of my cloud of witnesses. I love that. I think, and that's so compelling, right? Because I mean, all respect to dead folks, but you know, you've had your turn, and what I do now isn't going to impact and, one iota. But it is going to impact. And also, you dead folks, you dead folks are part of the reason we're in this mix in this fixer <laughs> now. Wow! Wow! So you don't really get to judge us. Why weren't you thinking about me at the time? Wow. Right? Not a, they're already dead, and Ogan is still throwing them under the bus. I'm just saying. Am I wrong? <laughs> but I, I do love that, what? and it's sort of that. It's sort of that Native American, like seventh generation mm. mentality, right? Like seventh generation. How yeah. will yeah. what I do? Like I, we don't even think in most of us in the West, like one or two generations forward. Let alone, like, can we comprehend seven generations forward? Like, what year is that even? I mean, you know, like, that's way down the road. And we're, like, just thinking about the yeah. current election cycle. You know, like, yeah. so I love it. I think that's a really healthy way to think about it. Because it it does create this sort of moral um, compass and guide to that, you know, what I do does matter around climate and creation care, around race, around nonviolence, you know, go down the list. Like we, the, the things we do today create the world of tomorrow. That sounds super corny as I say it, but it's true. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is true. And and here's the thing though, that I'm, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit talk about the cloud of witnesses is that as I watch like, you know, 
like a lot of post-apocalyptic shows or even now they're really near future shows um, <laughs> yes. around how, you know, the planets, the planets burn in and the, you know, all the climate crises that, that are just beginning now are going to really, you know, get, get worse as time goes on. There's this piece of me as I am a few months shy of hitting 50 realizing that, you know, best case scenario, we got 30, 40 years left. There's a piece of me that's kind of like, I am not mad that I won't be around to see how bad it will get. Okay. And there's a part of me, <laughs> and there's a part of me that while 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 I'm I'm still always going to do the things for for all the justice, racial justice, uh, environmental justice, all the things. There's that piece of me that goes like. I don't think enough of us are doing that work that will really shift the direction we're going. Mm. And at the same time, I'm kind of glad I might not be around to see the most of it. And, and, and so, while, so I'm gonna, while I'm, while I'm going to think seven generations and try to make this place better for my grandkids and my great grandkids, if I have any, I'm like, and I'm not going to be here. And I'm okay with that. Right, I, I hear you, Ogan. And so, how, I don't know. It's weird. So how do you guard? Like, I totally hear you. And so, how do you guard against the sort of like cynicism and the fuck it mentality when it feels like you know what? I'm one person. Mm. My decisions really aren't going to shift the the course of future events. And you know what? I got X number of years left, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, I think I think for me, it becomes. Um, I become a little bit more purposeful and intentional knowing I can't expend all the energy doing everything all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that like, like pick a lane sort of, sort of idea. And, uh, you, you know, like our, our next question is about hope and hope <laughs> that enough, enough people pick their lanes and, and mm -hmm. we will, we will make a difference. Um, one, one of the things that I've been posting a lot recently is that, hopelessness is a lie of oppression like we, mm. we we feel that because we can't that, that that the problem is so big we can't do anything so why even bother saying anything or even trying and and it's i've been posting it mostly in the context of of what's going on in in gaza and and people like like there's nothing we can do about that and there's 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 tons you can do about that um but but we we buy into this lie of hopelessness that there's that the problem is so big there's nothing me the individual can do to change it. You're right, you the individual can. But if there's a ton of individuals working towards it, perhaps we can. That's a good transition to our next topic, as you noted on hope. So this past Sunday was the first Sunday of Advent, again, for those who observe that, and it features the lighting of the first Advent candle, which is the candle of hope. And the question is, what is hope to you? And I have a couple of contrasting takes on hope. One person says, hope is weak, it's wishy-washy. Uh, it's externally focused, dependent on things we can't control. It's an emotional attachment to a future that may or may not happen. Uh, in short, hope is a lie, and it makes you lazy. Another person says, hope is one of those live-it-forward character traits found in people who are truly successful. Their hope is powerful and inspiring. It helps them live into their best story, 
even in the midst of challenging and often often overwhelming circumstances. So yeah, let's talk about the nature of hope and how we maybe live into the the best aspect of it while avoiding what I think is a pretty fair critique of a, a worse aspect of it. I mean, here's here's what's great is that both of those quotes are right. Mm. Um, the ways that we do hope most of the time in our culture is a wish. It's not actually a hope. It's a wish. Right. Like, I wish things would be different. I wish um, it's 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 the birthday candle. It's the genie in the bottle. It's uh, um, not the bottle in a lamp. Not different genies. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> all good. But it's it's the lamp genie, not the bottle genie. Um, but it's but it's it's wishing. It's it's it's. I'm not going to put effort in into that wish. I'm not going to so put effort in. That's the that's what most of our hope looks like. It's it, it's 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 wishing. Um, and I think the hope that's inspiring to the second quote is the hope that people are living into. And and one of my favorite hymns is a hymn, uh, it's, it's a fairly modern by hymn standards, uh, it's called Live Into Hope. And like, to me, hope that is real hope is followed by actions that you know, I think kind of connecting to our last question that that then um, give witness to the world that we want to see for future generations, right? And so, um, yeah, I think I think both of those statements are absolutely correct. And it's a matter of are we going to be the kind of people where our hope is a wish, or are we going to be the kind of people where our hope is an action? Yeah, I think that's that's a good way of framing it. And where would you put folks who say my hope is that Jesus is coming back in 20 or 200 or 500 years and going to set everything right? That's a wish. <laughs> I mean, I, and, and not only is it a wish, it's a delusion. It's it's a slightly delusional wish. And, and and because because every here's the thing, Paul Paul wrote his letters thinking that Jesus's return was imminent, right? Two thousand years ago, right? And 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 I think if Paul would have known that like two thousand years would pass and we'd still one, we we're still reading his letters and he's like, oh no, I didn't mean for that to get out. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Hit, I I didn't mean to hit reply all. Right. Um, you right. know, I th I I think he would be, you know, mortified that we're actually like turned his letters into doctrine. But I think he also would have thought a little bit more about what does it mean to sustain a community into the, into the future, and I think he would have written a little bit more about that. He'd also be like. Now that I've been chilling with Jesus for 2,000 years, you know what? He's decided you all take it from here. So, so you know, there, there's enough of us up here. Uh, yeah. And it's pretty comfortable. So yeah. All that stuff <laughs> I wrote about, about, you know, meeting up in the clouds, scratch that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. 
But also, I mean, when when you when you look at Jesus' life, Jesus didn't say, "I'll I'll 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 heal you when I get back," right? right? It, it was it was about it was about action now. It was about compassion now. It was about justice now in in the moments of his life, not you know, yeah, y'all are a mess and it's all good. Uh, you know, I'll be crucified. I'll be resurrected. I'll take care of it then. Or, or, you know, wait even longer, uh, you know, for my other triumphant return and I'll take care of all of it then. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So that that wasn't, I'm going to be gone and you'll do even greater things than I did. Exactly. 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 And I feel like that's the part so maybe, that we're not living up to you. <laughs> Clearly, for sure. For for sure. Where are um, these great? Where are these greater things? <laughs> and so, let me read a line from the critique quote on hope that I think speaks into what we're saying. Um, by Gwyn Michelle. Uh, Ultimately, hope is something that takes us out of the present moment, away from mindfulness, and into fantasy. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong. Yeah, and I think that 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 idea of hope can make us lazy. I think that's an example, right? Where where the certain factions of the church, and again, not the whole church or all who claim to be Christ followers, but certainly a a, a decent portion who put a lot of stock in, you know, what we do to the planet, for example, doesn't really matter because Jesus is going to you know, come back within my lifetime or shortly thereafter, like that's just, frankly, that's destructive theology because it enables us to continue all of our bad habits that have gotten us into the problems we're in now. Yeah. And it's, and it's also weird. Happy Advent, you penitent, you miserable sinners. Wait, is that it? (laughs) You miserable sinners. Should we, should we, should we, should we go blow that candle of hope that we lit Sunday? Um, um, so, so, so me, me and more of a, of a new thought sort of bordering on sometimes new age, sort of like, you know, that, that Buddhist Christian intersection. Um, all I'm hearing is heresy. Continue. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) again, you're not entirely wrong. Um, but but a but a lot of a lot of the thought is similar in terms of in terms of our work is all about our inner transformation. That's all that matters, right? right? We 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 do the work and we do our inner work, and we learn how to meditate and find peace in every situation, and and that's it. You know, there's that sense of you know we're all God, we're all one. All of this is meant to happen so it's interest it's what what i find fascinating as someone who came from a very evangelical christian space to a very non-evangelical hyper progressive what we call new thought christianity is that there's still the same like thread of predestination i was gonna ask you about that you said all of this is meant to happen that feels yes fatalistic there's it's well, it's a sense of it's a sense of this is exactly how it's supposed to be. Sure. Um and and therefore, but what it really is is just a you know, a boatload of spiritual bypassing. Um, so that we don't we don't step into step into action 
um, around around that. So right. it's, it's like you know, it's like okay, this happened. I don't like it, but here's a way for me to spiritually rationalize it, and therefore it's exactly how it was supposed to be. Versus a more empowered, exactly. Like, actually, I could make different decisions, and there might be different outcomes. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in 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 a in I guess more traditional Christian circles, we talk about God's will, and um, the, uh, there's a similar phrase in you thought, which is escaping me right now because I hate it and I don't like to use it. Um, it'll come back to me later. But but it's simply this idea that that there's God, the Spirit, universe, oneness, whatever we want to call it, is 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 the omnipotence that is either allowing things to happen or it's it's all part of the master plan or because these earthly matters are really insignificant compared to the spiritual that it it ultimately doesn't matter it isn't the ultimate importance the ultimate importance is our relationship connection with god so whether it's we're following the bible literally or we're working on our own mindfulness internal work there's there's just this we're we're not gonna be engaged in the in the human trauma and story, right? It's almost like this Gnostic duality of matter and spirit, right? That the spirit is yes. what really matters, and these physical bodies they're kind of incidental. Exactly, mm. exactly. You know, I was having I was having this um, really intense discussion with a few of my friends just two nights ago. You know where they were basically stuck in that like the the world is a horrible place specifically the united states of america um and it's not getting any better in fact it's getting worse and like they were stuck in this like despair place there was there was no hope and i tried to bring a little bit of hope by saying yes it is a mess right now but i'm still a little bit optimistic because when i take the long view of humanity we 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 used to be so much worse and you know i'm like you know i'm sitting here talking it was it was two guys and two women and i was like remember it wasn't just about 100 years ago you women can even vote you know a little bit not long before that y'all y'all 100 were, years ago y'all y'all were property right mm-hmm. <laughs> so so for the for the for the for the length of time that humans existed women were basically treated as second and third class citizens and that sh- shifted only within the last 100 to 200 years really so i'm like well you know, also a couple hundred years before that we were property <laughs> so. right right <laughs> so i i mentioned that too <laughs> i mentioned <laughs> i mentioned i mentioned all the things and i'm like yeah. and and yes we progress in we progress in fits and starts and and you know three steps forward two steps back three steps forward two steps back that this is this is how we progress as humans and right now honestly we Really seems that we're in like a two been in a two steps back period for a little while and at the same point you could you could still see some good that has happened along the way and some of that good is temporary and some of that good is going to be with us for a while and and you know we, we had this whole discussion about about abortion rights in the u.s and they're like how can you say it's getting better when they just stripped away you know roe v wade i said yes they did however when you look at when you know abortion is on the balance in states, especially even deep red states. What are people saying? People are saying, no, we want to enshrine the right to this in our constitution or state constitution. We so 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 yes, it will always be 
evildoers. It will always be the the oppressors trying to take away the rights of those they see as 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 you know less than them. But when you eventually get down to it, you always see folks at the bottom and at the margins and in the mix going like, wait a minute, hold on. This is really kind of not what we signed up for. Or we thought it was something that was important, but now that it's in play, we're like, oh, oh, we're beginning, we're beginning to see the 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 horror of this just basically conceptual thing that we were told was important. Now we're seeing the real world horror of it. And this is not what we want. So that's what gives me hope. No, <laughs> that's, I, I like that's that. what that's what moves it from this emotional wish to 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 uh something a little more grounded in in reality you know yeah and um, i like that not like, confusing I, I, like the 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 positions of a minority of humans who through a sort of coincidence of history are in a position of the supreme court representing the broader view of of where the majority of humans are moving yeah, yeah. So when people are showing up to the ballot boxes now, it's really it's really one of those live it forward situations. Because when when you even have Republicans in, in red states going, you know, I think I think we should allow women to have some measure of bodily autonomy after all. You know, I'm Republican, <laughs> but I'm a I'm a I'm a woman too. <laughs> right. So right. yeah. Right. So this isn't a normal feature of the show, but I feel like it should be. I think it's time for a beverage check-in. Uh, how is the Trash Panda going, Derek? Uh, the Trash Panda is delicious. Um, it is um, mostly gone. Um, <laughs> I have I have been drinking, I have been drinking it steadily. Yeah. Right now, um, I'm pouring rum. I'm pouring rum directly onto ice. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Mount Gay. Exactly. <laughs> that also, like, that could mean so many things. You know, <laughs> listen for well, listen. I, I've sip also going very well. I've said this. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Barbados is a very homophobic society, and our and our two main rum brands are Mount Gay and Coxpur. So do with do with that what you will. You can only repress things so long. Only for so long. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And meanwhile, Santa's on the front lawn enjoying his beverage. With three other Santas. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Notice exactly. no Mrs. Claus Mount, in Mount sight. Gay, Mount Gay indeed. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> wow. <laughs> So we have a quote here from Slovenian philosopher Slavaj Žižek, who said, if you have reasons to love someone, you don't love them. I, I guess I, I should I. I'm thinking of like Shakespeare writing a sonnet and like, should you, you know, here should, are you, all the... should you not, should you not let your she <laughs> should you not let your wife hear this portion of the, of the podcast? Is that what we're getting at? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I'm wrestling, like, okay. I kind of get what he's saying, like, a love should sort of transcend, well, I think you're smart, I think you're witty, I think you're beautiful, I think you're clever, right? And yet, those things make you, you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I I get what he's I get where he's trying to go. Um that that love love should love should be beyond all of the things that make a person lovely, right? And lovable. And that's kind of bullshit. Um, there, 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 there's, there's also, um, like that's a, that's a, like, that's a nice, um, that's a nice kind of like fairy tale frog and the princess kind of thing. But like, that's, that's not the way that we actually like, what, like there are things that attract us to people. Right. Um, and there are things that we love about people, and they might not even be the things that are the things that are normal that immediately attract us to them. Like the things that immediately attract you to someone might be things that are superficial. But, but you, you gotta find start somewhere. Love, but, but you gotta start somewhere. One, you gotta start somewhere. But then you find things that you love about them that are things of substance, that are things of depth that go beyond those superficial things and there's i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i think that's just you know i'm also you know i'm not a slovenian philosopher and maybe this is just a slovenian problem I was going to say, what's happening? What's happening in Slovenia? Then? Like maybe this is maybe this is an epidemic in Slovenia that we don't know about of people just you know loving for all the wrong reasons but um i yeah. i i kind of feel like this is someone who's who's like trying too hard i feel like he's trying <laughs> to say if you're trying to come up with a list of reasons why you love someone you're trying to justify something that maybe doesn't have that deeper level and so maybe sure. there's a, maybe there's a way in which this could apply or or make sense but yeah, as you've noted, like there are specific so, so things. I, that draw I hear you to this. Something. Yeah. Right. But but I think what I'm hearing this as is that if you are using those reasons as why you quote unquote stay in love with them, the issue becomes what happens when those reasons change? Right. Because we change That's over fair. time. That's fair. Right. So so we love someone, we 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 you know, engage in a, in a romantic partnership or whatever kind of partnership with someone for these specific reasons, the reasons we're attracted to them, even the reasons that we find beyond the initial attraction. But over time, people, people change, um, you know, and, and if you're just relying on that original list, like you, you're not going to stay in any relationship. You know, I just, I posted a quote very recently about being in love with someone long-term is like, you know, grieving them a thousand times because because mm -hmm. elements of who they are are always going to die because no one ever stays the same. Right. So 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 I mean that's that's the key to to longevity in relationship to realize the person you're with and yourself gonna change over time. Now it doesn't mean that you necessarily stay with them if if both your changes become irreconcilable or they don't line up or match up anymore however you also shouldn't be just like flippant and hasty to go like you know you weren't the same person 
I fell in love with because you are no longer as funny as you used to be. You no longer weigh the same, you no longer, whatever, 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 you don't take up the trash. Like you used to, you know, what, whatever the reasons are like, <laughs> at least not in a sexy way. <laughs> at least not exactly. Right. The sexy you way know. you used to take out the garbage. <laughs> exactly. In your, in your sexy Santa outfit. So, so it's, so, so to be, to be mindful of those things you know when someone's going through like a like a tough time or a hard time and they they need their space they need and they withdraw whatever you know to be to be very mindful that we're not hasty about that when when those you know years into relationship and you know the 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 new relationship energy dies off and the realities of relationship and family and and like if you're raising kids and and all of that you know stuff rolls in like, are you going to be like, well, this is not as fun as it was anymore because all these reasons that I fell in love with you seem not to be feeling them anymore. So I'm out. You, no. you, you got to kind of, yeah, go ahead, Derek. Yeah, just because we don't have context for this quote. Can thanks, we, Brian. <laughs> thanks, Brian. Um, can we, though, for a second, take this out of the context of like romantic relationship love? Uh and look at this at like where and, and I this is just for the sake of like giving this quote a little bit of of of, of credence, right? Is that like my love for my children is because they're my children. And like that is that is the end of the reasons for yeah. my love for yeah. my children. And like there is there is something about and, and and there's a way in which you know and and this is like i i think i you know i i, I don't think this is incriminating in any way i like in some ways like i look at my love for my children as the purest form of love that i am capable of yeah. and it is and, and it's largely because it there's not a whole lot of reasons there I watched, you know, two of them be born and I loved them immediately having with them having done nothing of value. Um, right. And so, and so, you know, I, 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 again, because I, I, I largely think this quote is bullshit, but I also want to give this guy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Like if we take this out of the, out of the realm of romantic love, and put it into other streams of love, like, and again, I'm I'm thinking about the love that I have for my children, which is probably the purest version of love that I've been capable of. Then, okay, I can I can give this I can give this a little bit of weight that like there's not a reason that I love my kids. I just love my kids. Yeah, and 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 and, and the things that they do that I. You know the things they do that I love are icing on the cake, right? But I just I just love them and like and I, and I, to the point where I struggle so much when I hear stories of parents, you know, disowning their kids, writing off their kids, you know, wanting all these things about their kids to change in in ways that are like super unhealthy. Um, 
so I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm wanting I'm wanting to help this Slovenian philosopher out because I imagine the life of a Slovenian philosopher is just not all that pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this quote I think this quote would carry more weight if we replace love with the word like. Because let's <laughs> let's be clear, we can we can love people but not like them, including our children. Fair. Right. That's fair. that is fair. That is fair. So, so I, I think, I think, I think the like thing is, 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 is much more Im- important or, or this quote would fit better with that because, because there are people who, because of the reasons I liked them initially and all of those reasons change, I don't like them anymore. And I'm okay with that. Right. Um, right. And, and they're no longer part of my circle. And, and even if it's the case that I've changed, they haven't done anything, but I've changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore we don't, we don't sink anymore. Then, you know, those reasons don't apply. So I don't, yeah. I don't like them anymore. That makes, I think that can, but to Derek's point, yes. Uh, there's, there's certain people I think in our lives that meet that metric of unconditional love, not unconditional, like not unconditional support, not unconditional fill in the blank, but, but the, but the love's there. And sometimes that love has to be tough love mm-hmm. um, in, in, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like that taking it out of just romantic love. Although what came to my mind, and I'm not sure of the marriage situation in Slovenia, but thinking back, you know, a couple of centuries and further where there was a lot of arranged marriages and often there would just have to be a list of reasons like, well, this person's a good match because of X, Y, and Z, right? Social status, family sure. connections, trade benefits, you know, you name it and you needed all those things, but none of those are love, right? And so I think when when arranged marriages were prevalent, there's a lot of dissatisfied. Now, sometimes love was discovered anyway, but it often wasn't those reasons that made the marriage happen in the first place. Right. There's sometimes there's something about love that is beyond reasons. And I think maybe that's what he's trying to yeah. get at. Yeah. Maybe that's what he should have said. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, well, you, you're you, a Slovenian philosopher. You should have a better control of yeah. the language than this. <laughs> maybe it's lost in translation. But isn't that a hallmark of philosophers, though? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair think- point. Fair point. I think I think that's the hallmark of philosophers. It's like that is what I said. What are you talking about? Also fair. That's exactly what I said. It, it could not have been said. Not said my fault you didn't better. get it, but that's what I said. <laughs> right. All right. In closing, we have a, mm. a situation, work situation from Emily. She says, every year my company puts a Christmas tree in each department and holds a contest for the best decorations. My supervisor puts a lot of pressure on us to participate, which I find offensive. For one thing, our department includes a few Jews and one Muslim, but even some of the Christians think this is a waste of work time. What do you think Emily should do or what would you do in that situation? So we're back to we full circle. We're back to the Christmas trees, but in a work situation, right? Where you've got this religious symbol which in a way has transcended the religion to just be a sort of cultural seasonal symbol. Like what, what would be the appropriate thing to do if you are being told by a supervisor to do X? Decorate the tree with dreidels. (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) 
There you go. There you go. I also have a lot of questions about this about this department. <laughs> I have I mean, a this, lot of questions about where Emily works, right? Like, this is incredibly problematic. Like, <laughs> Emily, get out of there. Find a new job. <laughs> Come on, Emily. I realize the economy is not <sighs> great, but no, I mean, like, no, this is, this is like, this is kind of, this is kind of fucked up. Like, that, like, she's being asked to participate in this tree decorating thing. Like, this, this is a little not okay. Okay. Like, right. Not this is okay. not a church thing. This is a <laughs> like a just a a work department thing. Does this does this does this workplace not have HR? Like that's my first question. <laughs> this is this is really an HR question. <laughs> I, I would just say uh, I'm I'm my religion does not allow me to decorate trees for Ramadan. <laughs> there, 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 there you go. go. There it is. Uh, also, and, uh, my my religion uh, as a Satanist uh, does not allow me to decorate Christmas trees. So, uh, <laughs> listen, you joke, but the Church of Satan is the Church of Satan is going to save us. They're fairly progressive. I mean, not, not only progressive, but because of of because of the freedom of religion that the Constitution so upholds dearly that 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 you know certain sects of Christianity wants to bully people with the church of satan is going like well technically that applies to us too so so we're we're, we're going to show you the other side of this and it is brilliant like what they're doing is yeah brilliant on so many levels um i might i might join them just for that i you know i also i i do find it problematic though that the church of i, I read an article not too long ago that uh, many of the members of the church of satan don't believe in a literal satan um and like the well, that's the, the, the darker. The, Listen, there, there are many Christians that don't believe in the literal God either. So, what's your point? And like, in fact, the the only people who seem to believe in both a literal God and a literal Satan are evangelical Christians. Pretty much. <laughs> I kid, but um, no. I back to Emily. Um, if finding a new place of employment is not an option, um. You know, I this is, I mean, this it, this is kind of a problematic like workspace, work environment situation of like, I, I and I do think that we as Christians like don't, um, you know, there is there is male privilege, there is white privilege, there is Christian privilege, and we do not talk about Christian privilege enough. That like 100. we we treat the celebration of Christmas as a norm, and that is the definition mm-hmm. of 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 supremacy, right? When we when yep. you treat when you treat your thing as the norm, um, yeah. When the boss is so like, that is why would anyone not want to decorate a Christmas tree? Right, right. That's a that's a problem, and so and, and even and again, even if you don't, even if you don't. Even if you're doing it as Christmas as a, a a cultural symbol and not a religious symbol, that's still our Christian symbol, yeah. Like dominating culture. Yes. Um. So, I don't know. This like I don't know. The more I think about this, the more this the more problematic this feels. Um. Like it. it well, it's I would of- I would I would recommend to Emily like you know is there. Is is there space for 
observance of Hanukkah. Right. What's happening to your point during Ramadan time and other Muslim holy high days? Like, if there is not space in that department or workplace to also honor those faiths, then then there is a problem. Um, and if you don't have an HR department, you should definitely form one or bring it to the employer's attention. I mean, there's you know, a corporate somewhere. There's a corporate somewhere. You know, right. are we working at a Hobby Lobby here? Are we working uh, at a Chick Fil A? Like, what is, unless you're working at Hobby Lobby or Chick Fil A, you know, what is what is In happening? Case, but your point about Christian supremacy. Hired. It's a <laughs> good again, again. We gotta pay the bill somehow. I don't think they're screening. I don't think they're screening for hiring, but if if they want to be there, that's on them. Um, but speaking of my my partner from Morocco was here visiting um, for the last three weeks, and we were talking with my mom last night, and they literally put up all the so the lights and the sand that I mentioned earlier, you know, went up in the last few days, and my partner was remarking about how beautiful it looked, and my mom goes. Do Muslims decorate like this for Christmas in Morocco as well? And and we were like, what? They're Muslim. Like Christmas what? is not a thing, you know. And you know, to be fair, my mother is seventy five and doesn't know a whole lot. I guess you know, <laughs> a giver, a giver pass as, as as someone who love you and don't you know, need reasons for it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but that I that I did. But to your to Derek's point is 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 that idea that that because Christmas has become such a a crossover cultural and Christian event, secular cultural and Christian phenomenon, this assumption that everybody, regardless of your location or faith or anything, observes it right. is really that idea of arrogance. And we're like, no, they don't celebrate Christmas because they're Muslim. And when I was when I was there, it it um, it happened to be the birth date of the Prophet Muhammad, and I was shocked at how much celebration did not happen it was literally was passing by it's like a regular day it was like wait y'all y'all don't celebrate the birth of the of muhammad like we celebrate the birth of jesus why is everybody going to work because like, i gotta go to work what do you, i said what do you mean it's muhammad's birthday Ugh. why are you why are you going to work she said, we don't get the day off it's not a holiday it's not a this we don't do that we don't put a it's and i was like oh there's my christian arrogance of, of assuming that you know, every faith celebrates the the birth or celebrates their prophets, their avatars. Like you like were just we trying to say, all Jesus. birthdays matter. I was just trying. Exactly right. <laughs> all, all all prophets matter. All prophets, <laughs> all, all prophets matter. Right. So so yeah. So it was. It's it's fascinating that what we what we take for granted as the norm is yeah just just our arrogance just our supremacy just mm. you know and we can't contemplate that other people live different ways it's 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 scary and 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 harry was thinking i was all like you know aware and evolved about the whole thing and i roll in going like y'all are doing a shit job of celebrating muhammad's birthday <laughs> learn, learn, learn from us christians and put some decorations up <laughs> Right? <laughs> Give me that Muhammad tree to decorate. Something, uh, man. 
Like you're not even taking the day off. What what's <laughs> happening right now? Wow. Yeah. If I was Muhammad, I'd be pissed. Ex- you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So no, I don't I don't think it's a waste of work. It, it is a waste of work time in terms of of making employees participate if they don't if they don't want to. Like that that that's, stuff should be optional and you shouldn't put the peer pressure on people who don't want to participate. It's kind of creating a hostile work environment. And yes. not only the work environment, like I don't know if this is retail, but who are the customers who are experiencing this and you're really, you know, potentially offending people you're doing business with as well. Unless it's Hobby Lobby. Unless that. But but here's the interesting piece. The the thing is is that when we so this time of year, you know, when we walk into places that have Christmas decorations up, we think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And we more notice places that don't have Christmas decorations up and um we never we never we never think twice about um if it's it's no Christmas understood decorations or can I speak to your manager? <laughs> I mean, right? We 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 make this assumption because again, it's also it's not just a religious holiday, it's become a cultural, yeah. really capitalistic phenomenon. Yeah. Yes. You know, so we don't we don't think twice about it, and right. maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. We can live in hope. We should. We can live in hope. Yes. There you go. All right, I'm going to wrap us there. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. Thank you, Derek, for joining us tonight. And of course, friends, you can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash PT Live to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Top, top cities tuning in this week. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Dallas, Texas, and Sydney, Australia. Thanks for tuning in down under. Hey, you can hey, watch the video of these Sydney, we'd love to come. We'd, we'd love to come do a live show, Sydney. We'd love to come do a live show. Help us out. I would like to be a part of that live show. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> there is a Patreon level that will <laughs> bring us to you. So, yes. Sydney, get together, pool your resources. Your Let's come on down. <laughs> How can this not work And out? to be clear, we will still love you. We will oh, still love you regardless. We'll love you no matter what, Sydney, but Yeah, we don't we don't need reasons, but I don't know how much I like you if I don't get to go. There's that. But they, exactly. We will still exactly. love you. Exactly. Well, you can watch the video of these conversations on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pub theology gathering in your town, find support and resources at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. <laughs>